Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to the newly named Kalamcast podcast. Uh, we were previously called Kalamistan podcast, but due to audience feedback and so forth, we've decided to go ahead with the name Kalamcast podcast. After recording this episode, I thought it might be well worth uh, explaining to our overseas listeners what the backdrop behind this particular recording was all about. So basically, there was a 38-week pregnant Muslim woman who has been identified by media reports as Rana El-Asmar. She's about 31. She was with friends at a Parramatta eatery on Wednesday night when a 43-year-old man by the name of Stipe Lozina allegedly approached their table and spoke to them. Uh, Lozina then allegedly leaned over and punched Miss El-Asmar several times in the head and upper body according to the article that I'm looking at, causing her to fall to the ground as her friends tried to hold him back. He then allegedly stomped on her head. According to the article, Miss El Asmar was wearing a hijab and police are looking at Islamophobia as a potential motive. It has been reported that Lozina made anti-Muslim comments to Miss El Asmar. So in any case, without further ado, here is the episode. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Furqan. And uh, I would like to welcome all those who are listening to us, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and them. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so basically, Sheikh Ala is a very active member of our community. Uh, he's someone that is uh, an imam at Heidelberg Mosque. Uh, he's also participating in a number of programs as well. Can you basically give the audience a summary of who you are and what you basically do for our community. Jazakallah khair. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair, Assalamu alaikum everyone. And uh, as you've mentioned, my name is Ala al the Imam of Harburg Mosque. Alhamdulillah, I've been there for almost five years now. And um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us and all the mashayikh and the ulama in Australia and Victoria especially. And uh, alhamdulillah, I've been engaging with the youth in um, some activities as well because we care about youth the contemporary issues that are happening in our society now one of which is like islamophobia racism that the muslim community is facing <clears throat> and how to deal with these issues and uh, it is really important that we talk with our youth about the contemporary issues that are happening in australia and all and all the countries of the world that may be affecting our muslim community here alhamdulillah thank you for that information great summary uh, so basically, our aim is to get together and talk about something that happened during the last couple of days and something which is quite negative for all of us to hear. And that basically is an incident. So let's basically try and sit and unpack the incident. It was an incident where a group of sisters were sitting together, um, enjoying themselves, you know, having some kind of lighthearted discussion, I imagine. And... So suddenly a man came, appeared, uh, he asked a few questions and then he started violently hitting one of these sisters who from what we have heard is uh, pregnant basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically this characterizes a lot of um, anti-Islamic or Islamophobic behavior mm -hmm. that we've been seeing being brewed in the backgrounds or even in the foregrounds. Uh, do you have any idea where this might be coming from, Sheikh Alam? Yeah. Uh, I would like to start firstly by Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-Musayna Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Peace and blessings upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this time and this discussion beneficial insha'Allah for our Muslim community and even to the non-Muslims that may be listening to us insha'Allah. And I would like to congratulate you Sheikh Furqan for such a great initiative which is providing an atmosphere of having a calm and quiet discussion unlike what is happening on the TV shows sometimes when the people have very heated discussions and um, I've been listening to the um, uh, episodes before mine and I've really enjoyed listening to the speakers may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them and uh, today your phrase mashallah reminds me I'm, I'm back studying overseas again <laughs> In the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> no, no need for it. You're, you're, you're a close friend of mine, and uh, on a personal level, I respect your work, and uh, you are a very good person, mashallah, for our community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. For the issue that we have, I would like to start by saying that unfortunately, this issue happened, and um, I posted a f- uh, Facebook um, post as well. Which, in which I mentioned that it is said that this is still happening in Australia, one of the very advanced countries in the world. Not only in Australia, even if I compare Australia to many of the European countries, it's going to be really very sad comparing uh, Australia to many of the European countries in terms of racism and the acts of racism that is happening to many Muslims over there. But we still live in a very modern life when, when our social media you know, clicking simply on one of the websites, authentic websites, I mean, that could provide much more information about Muslims rather than just what people are listening to on the media. I mean, the negative media, not all the media, because we have some positive media as well that we have to thank and we have to, you know, encourage all the other media agencies to follow their steps in, in terms of being honest and fair in producing or giving the information about the Muslims. So it is sad that this is still happening in our very advanced community like Australia. And alhamdulillah, we have a very good relationship with the non-Muslim community that is living with us, which was very clear and great in terms of their support when the Christ Church happened. And we've seen a lot of members from the Australian community that are supporting the Muslim community when the Christ Church happened. So in 2019, there are still some people who do not know about Muslims that are living with them hundreds of years ago. There are some people who can easily go on the internet and know more information about Muslims, at least the majority of the Muslims and what they believe in terms of safety and peaceful coexistent relationship with the non-Muslims. And uh, of course, this incident that happened is making everyone sad, not only the Muslims, because of this incident. If it happened with a non-Muslim, we would be the first community as well as Muslims to condemn this. And we say we do not differentiate between a Muslim or a non-Muslim in terms of humanity, considering the humanity of people. And we are all against any violent act, against a Muslim or a non-Muslim, we are all humans. So there is a big responsibility and there are some reasons that led for this to happen and we really need to stop because not every incident that happens we just stop with it and we cry a bit and we say we all we are all against it without taking some decisions and we change the fact that racism and islamophobia is increasing in australia so we have to stop with it and there should be 
consequences and, and lessons to take from this to avoid it in the future, inshallah. Zamanhir, that was a pretty, mashallah, decent introduction. One of the things that um, we or our audience might need to sort of consider or acknowledge is that this is something that has been happening in the background for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we've been seeing slowly rise and come to the forefront and then it goes back down sometimes and particularly after 9-11. Now, have you in particular had any experiences with Islamophobia? Not myself because um, the Haruberg Mosque is very close to the Northland Shopping Center and uh, I've seen by my eyes a few cases of Muslim women who are wearing the hijab and they get some harassment, they get some abuse by unfortunately some Australians who live with us and they see us every day on daily basis going to the same shopping center and it doesn't mean because you know someone you know reacted in a negative way and did something that is wrong we judge all the Muslims because of a mistake of an individual as we Muslims we do not judge any religion we do not judge any community based on what an individual did we request others to do the same with Muslims as well. So I haven't uh, experienced um, uh, Islamophobia or any act of racism personally, but I've seen some of this happening. Yeah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. So it is unfortunate that you know the the event that happened uh, actually occurred in the first place. Uh, mm. It was such a a terrible incident in the sense that mm. it happened to a sister and number two it happened to someone that was basically pregnant right yeah um, now I understand that you've uh, you know the ANIC organization yeah. has reached out to this yeah. particular system yeah Alhamdulillah ANIC is uh, usually putting a statement quickly Alhamdulillah we did it and the ANIC has uh, not only ANIC by the way the way uh, Muslim organizations, non-Muslim organizations that I spoke about this and they said this is unacceptable in Australia now. So ANIC <clears throat> has taken the uh, initiative of putting a statement and even the president of ANIC, Sheikh Shadi and Dr. Ibrahim Abu Muhammad, the Mufti of Australia, they both visited the sister in the hospital and they made sure, which is the normal right of, of this sister upon us as a Muslim community to go and check on her and uh, that was really great from uh, Anik and the Mufti of Australia to go and to visit the sister. And uh, I would like to thank them, the Anik and the Mufti of Australia and all the organizations, whether Muslims or non-Muslims, that expressed their sadness and sympathy with uh, that sister after this horrible incident. Okay. Uh, She's hospitalized, you mentioned. Do you know exactly for what reason in particular, what, what actually has led her to be hospitalized? Yeah, I think everyone, you know, um, saw what happened on, on, on the cameras and the video is everywhere. He just hit her in different places and he stepped by his foot on, on, on her head. So um, I don't know exactly the medical report, but I'm sure that in such a horrible situation like this, there would be some, some injuries. In your opinion, what actually motivates a person to behave that way? Is it yeah. total ignorance? Is mm. it because of things that they've been fed? What, yes. what is it? Yes. And this is actually the, the main point that we can deliver our message message through today, inshallah. So even on Friday in the Jummah prayer, I said that all the talks, all the speeches, all the khutbahs 
have to be focusing on this phenomenon, the phenomenon of of uh, Islamophobia and racism, which is unfortunately increasing in in a modern life now. And I've tried to collect some reasons why this has been happening and has been repeated. You know, most of the times it's happening today in Sydney, tomorrow in Victoria, um, the day after tomorrow in Queensland. So we need to stop with the reasons and the reasons can be, you know, divided between two. The first group of reasons to be given to the non-Muslim community to work on and the other group of reasons to be given to the Muslim community to work on. When it comes to the non-Muslim community, we need to talk generally about what has been shown on the media. You know, it is really very critical and serious time now we understand that there is a lot of media agencies. They are frank, they are honest, they do their job. And there are some organizations that are putting, as if we can say, putting the fuel next to the flame. And we know that this time is very hard and very critical time in Australia. Not only in Australia, but in many countries of the world. And we are not saying that they shouldn't show the negatives that are happening. But at, but at the same time, at least, we have to provide... Sorry. Okay, so that's okay. Our, our listeners know that it's almost Asr time. Yeah. So, uh, don't yeah. worry, we're going to pray after this podcast is done. Inshallah. So our media agencies, I'm talking, I'm directing my talk and advice to some of them, not all of them, as I said before, that they have to be responsible and they evaluate how much of the damage that could happen if we just focus on the negatives, on the negatives. And there is no positive thing that is mentioned about Islam and the Muslim community in, in, in Australia here. And, um, you know, such news that are given to the people in a big dose every day if not every week and this is happening all the time of course some people will have fear from these muslims and this would be more and more if any of the non-muslims didn't have an experience of dealing with a muslim in, in the australian society they they will have an assumption about who these people are from what the media is writing or showing about them and then it is the role of the responsible Australian non-Muslim to go and know about the Muslims. So find Alhamdulillah in Victoria now, we've started the mosque open day so that we can give an opportunity to the non-Muslims to come and know about Islam. And also, unfortunately, we are also in 2019 and we have some representative of the Australian people in the parliament who are uh, unfortunately showing some racist behaviors against the Muslims. Like, for example, uh, Miss Pauline Hanson that is going and wearing the niqab uh, of the Muslims, mocking the niqab of the Muslims that so many ladies of, of the Muslims are wearing. And this is unacceptable to have a representative that is representing all the Australian community. Miss Pauline Hanson is not representing the Christian or the Jewish or the non-Muslim. She's representing every Australian person in the parliament. And it is not really good to go and mock one of the main uh, principles of the Muslims in the parliament. Also, when we had an incident like Christchurch, that every single person, humans, and those who have the values of this country and the values of religion, were crying because of the scene that they have seen on, on, on the TV and the media. You know, I, I, I would even say that this doesn't need a religion to cry for what happened. 
but he's coming and he's blaming on the Muslims that they were the reason for this terrorist attack that happened, which is also unacceptable. And, and, and we have seen a great support from the, the non-Muslim Australian community. And finally, alhamdulillah, because of the awareness that is there, Fraser Anning is not there anymore. And we need to spread more awareness. Uh, regarding the, I don't want to say the blame because it's not a blame as much as we should take lessons. Well, that, that, that's an important point, by the way. How does the common person spread awareness? Yeah, that's that's actually my point when I talk and direct my advices to the Muslim community. We are in a time now that I, I give the example of the, the start of the message of Islam when the Prophet was reaching out to everyone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him in the Quran, وَأَنذِرْ عَشِرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ and you, O Prophet Muhammad, deliver the message to your close relatives and the people of your family. Then the Prophet ﷺ did this for a certain period of time, and then he ﷺ spread the message to everyone, which is a right for everyone to know about what Islam is. So my advice to the Muslims now, we need to review our concepts and our beliefs in terms of our life in Australia, we have to not feel, we have to feel actually that this is our home, this is our country, we're not strangers, we're not coming here temporarily to live in this country for a, for a period of time and then we leave. Many of the Australians, I'm not going to say now about those who were born here, but even those who migrated to this country, participated and did achievements for this country, they are even old in age and in their residency in Australia, more than some of the politicians that are representing the Australian community in the parliament or who are becoming ministers or prime ministers. You know, this is your right. And the Prophet ﷺ showed us the meaning of loving home. Loving Australia <clears throat> for the purpose of living in this home. Having many of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here. Being able to practice the religion of Islam. This is all, you know, important things to put in, in mind and consider this country as home. Once we consider it as home and we deal with it as a real home for us, whether you're born in this country or you have a citizenship of this country or even residency of this country, then we look in, in, in the issues in a different way. So we have to consider this country as home. We have to believe in our right living here. We are not allowing anyone to say to the Muslims, go back or even the non-Muslims, this is not your country, go back where you came from. No, this is our home. We are here to help participating in, in building and establishing civilization on this community and also doing the main job for the Muslims, which is giving the da'wah to the people. Right. Spreading awareness could happen through the da'wah, having one friend. I'm not going to say, and at the same time, Sheikh Furqan, it is important that we know that having friendship with non-Muslims, with this pure aim, of at least removing the misconceptions, showing what Islam is through the character of the Muslim, through the manners of the Muslim. It is not about compromising your religion. It's not about, you know, uh, leaving the principles of religion. We don't say this. We say having a friendship with a person. And the Prophet ﷺ had relatives who were non-Muslims. And the, 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 the Sahaba in Medina had relatives who were non-Muslims. And it is a time for us now, this is a priority for us, that we take non-Muslim friends in terms of having them as people who will witness and see the beautiful image of Islam and what Islam is through our character. That's why he had the Sahaba with him. The Sahaba 
those who were learning from the Prophet, they spread everywhere. They went to all the countries. When the people show the, the live example of what a Muslim is, they embrace Islam even without giving them da'wah, but through the character of the Muslim. Yeah. I think the average Muslim uh, or person from overseas that is noticeably foreign-looking, they might have come across some form of racism or Islamophobia or anti-Islamic sentiment or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, even um, you know someone that I know of uh, wasn't driving correctly on the road, and then some uh, you know someone with a thick uh, European accent uh, accent yeah. came and saw him and visited him and said. Yeah. Uh, you know, you shouldn't drive like you drive overseas. Yes. There's something, you know, yes. such as that, which is just so stinging and yeah. can, be, can be hurtful if yeah. you look at it. And this person was obviously uh, born here in Australia, yeah. but he wasn't treated in such a way just due to his skin color and the mm. way he, he looks in terms of appearance. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm sure others have had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. um, now, a, a lot of the things that you mentioned, they sound all well and good. Mm -hmm. But what can be done to the person for the person who has had several ne negative experiences with people in the community, not yeah. Muslims yeah. or otherwise? Yeah. You mean from a, a Muslim that had an experience from the non-Muslims? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I would say Sheikh Furqan, Islamophobia did not start from the last century or the last two centuries started from the time of the Prophet and for different reasons. You know, sometimes some people do not know much about Muslims and Islam and they just depend on some negative media getting the information about Islam and Muslims from there and then they will react accordingly. Some of the people, unfortunately, they could have kind of hatred and enmity uh, towards the religion of Islam and the Muslims. And our role then in this case, as I told you before, that we have to establish a good database of what Islam is. We have to prioritize and choose the topics that we would like people to know about Islam and the Prophet of Islam sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is one of the main things that we have to do. We have to stand together, regardless of the a group of the Muslim that we're belonging to, whether a Salafi, whether a Sufi, whether a Tabligi, whether any group of the Muslims, we all have one aim, which is the image of Islam, to show what Islam is and fix the misunderstandings and the misconceptions about Islam. And the second thing is, whenever we have a, an incident of Islamophobia or racism, this has to be reported straight away to the authorities because this has been increasing and I've seen examples. That's what I'm talking about when I saw some of the cases in Northland. Some of the Muslim women, they actually try to avoid the headache that would come from the discussion with that racist person or that uh, person that has Islamophobia from Islam and Muslims. And they try to save time and they don't give attention to this incident that it could be repeated with another sisters as well, with another Muslims. Mm -hmm. And they just deal with it easily as, as if something didn't happen. Alhamdulillah, we have a system now that is helping us to take our rights. We have to report these cases. And even the ANIC, when they gave this statement, they said, we would like to emphasize the fact that any person that is experiencing any act of Islamophobia or racism, you have to report it so that we can show that this uh, phenomenon is increasing rapidly in Australia and is becoming serious. And we would not measure how serious the issue is 
unless we have cases that are reported and we show the damage that is happening even emotionally it doesn't have to be like physically some people they are saying some words and you know it happened with my wife and, and I'm sure that this happened with with many sisters who are wearing the hijab when people are passing by the car you know speeding next to them and they just throw some words and they just run away yeah. Yeah. It, it's happened to me twice on two particular occasions mm. uh, specifically due to uh, some some link to Islam yeah uh, when I used to live in Canberra um, I remember some man on the street uh, you know, he, he pushed me from behind and called me a terrorist and that mm. sort of thing yeah and uh, on a, one particular occasion another occasion mm. uh, some lady on a bike drove past me and just start, started yelling and shouting things at me mm. and you know there was a couple who was seated in front of me in another car obviously and they were appalled by what was said and mm. uh, you know I, I didn't know what was going on, but they had these horrified expressions on their face. Yeah. When I unrolled the window, you know, she was instructing me to unroll the window, this lady in the car in front. Mm. Uh, I unrolled it and she was saying, oh, sorry, you know, uh, we don't believe the same things that lady believes. You know, yes. you're welcome here and things like that. Yeah. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, I've noticed from my own um, personal experiences that whenever something is going on in the media... Mm it generally gives people more courage yes. to do something. That's true. Yeah. 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 But in, in my personal case, no. uh, with that fellow that pushed me, I, I sort of notified the police and things like yes. that who were in the area. That's right. But the feeling I received in, in, in that time was that... You just feel shocked. Yes. yes. Some some people, they just feel shocked. They do not know how to react. Not just that, Chef. Even I, I felt... At the time, at least, you know, you know, that the police weren't really con- concerned about the incident. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Even though there was cameras. Yeah. This and at that. least we try. You know, we go and if we don't have the police coming to the spot where the incident happened, we go and report it. We have the information, like the uh, registration of the car, the cameras are there. So at least we show an importance and and seriousness to this issue whenever it happens, and um, yeah. Yeah, there's an important point here, and that is um, what can we further do to make people feel confident mm. that, you know, they belong here or that, you know, uh, that they can actually make complaints and have something be done about it? Yeah, uh, this is a very good question, Sheikh Khan. One of the main things that will motivate us and encourage, encourage us to, to, to take this decision is you know, we have to care about the other sisters. We have to care about the other brothers. Sometimes, you know, I go to the shopping center, almost to meet a person that is going to the shopping center wearing the thawb, you know, the white one with the with the hat. And uh, I go there and everyone is just... Uh... For those of you who don't know, you can't see Sheikh Alain. He's really huge. Right? He's, he's all, you know, maybe two meters is a bit too much, but, but we're in that ballpark, basically. Yeah. So when I go to the shopping center, I sometimes insist on wearing this because I would like the people around to see, you know, that the Muslim man that is wearing the thawb and the hat is a peaceful person. The sister that is wearing the niqab or the hijab, the brother that has a long beard. These are all peaceful people and they are the majority of the Muslims that, that w- would love to practice their Islamic identity and their religion without harming anyone and respecting others when they practice their identities as well. So what is motivating me to do this as a person when I go there, even though I know that the people will be staring at me and they you know, expect me to get the, the, the bomb out of my pocket soon. And No, this is something that is really important to make the people familiar with 
how we look like and this is part of who we are and this is part of our culture part of our religion and what is motivating me to do this is that I would like to make it easy for any other Muslim that would come to this place wearing the same dress or the same thawb or having the same shape of a Muslim so that people can be familiar with this. Uh, we've seen a Muslim that was wearing like this like last week or two days ago or three days ago. It will make it easier for the other Muslim that will be coming after me. But if people, we insist on not wearing this Islamic clothes sometimes. We try to avoid it, having fear from racism. Now we have to take the initiative of trying this and letting our Australian friends know about how a Muslim looks like. And this is not strange, this is not weird. If some people have misused you know, this shape of a Muslim, there is a vast majority of Muslims that would like to practice this identity and wear whatever they want as Muslims. So what will motivate people who are experiencing any act of racism that we need to protect other sisters and our brothers that would be having this experience which will increase if unfortunately we do not have all the people with us on the same page especially government and authorities and those who are concerned about human rights to know that this has been increasing and especially against muslims especially against those who are wearing hijab and the number of muslims that are going to work in the city now especially sisters who are wearing hijab is increasing and these people will be exposed to this uh, unfortunately racism and islamophobia if we do not take an action and decision regarding this there's an interesting point uh, of discussion that comes from what you've just mentioned and that is basically um, there are some brothers that i know of uh, they purposely uh, avoid wearing islamic clothing islamic or traditional looking clothing mm. in public out of fear that uh, if they do something wrong or exhibit some kind of negative behavior, it's going to be linked to Islam. Yeah. So what would you have to say yeah. with regards to that? Yeah, I would say, you know, the role model is example is important. And that's why we say to every Muslim that has any, you know, characteristic that is showing that they are Muslims. Alhamdulillah, our religion, the motivation that we have in our religion, not just to show people who we are, it is a kind of relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we would like to honor who the Muslim is through our behavior, through what we say, through what we do. So it is a kind of a covenant and, 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 and contract with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we do not would like to that we do not like to breach that contract and the conditions of this contract with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first, which is the manners that we have, the character of the Muslim. And then it is kind of da'wah to show the people and if you have fears that you may do something that is wrong which could possibly happen and then it is depending on what kind of mistake that you do sometimes they go by mistake you know sometimes they go beyond the the, the speed limit and uh, unintentionally no no i i don't mean to do it intentionally and out of you know uh, breaking the laws no and and also for the safety of people but sometimes mistakes are happening which is happening from every single person not just a muslim then in this case you know it is a normal mistake but if you do things deliberately and mistakes that usually people do not do and then you try to avoid islamic clothes saying that i don't want to like i do not like to represent islam and i'm scared that islam will be blamed for the mistake so we encourage ourselves and we motivate ourselves to be right straight and doing the right thing as a kind of allah he will be rewarded two times the first time is 
you know, doing your job as a non-Muslim, going to the places that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it halal for you to go. And the second thing is taking the role and the responsibility of da'wah. And I say, Sheikh Furqan, something important. Every Muslim in any Western country where majority of non-Muslims are, should prepare themselves to be ambassadors of Islam. We have, you know, minority of people. And Islam needs men like the Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ, that were able to spread the message. If everyone says, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to take the responsibility of delivering the da'wah and showing what Islam is and not wearing Islamic clothes. Who's going to do it? And the time will come when we have no people that are showing the character of the Muslim through what they wear, even though the whole character of the Muslim is not just depending on what people are wearing, but also many, many other things. And part of our identity is this Islamic clothes, which is not an obligation upon the Muslim, but it is recommended to make the uh, character of the Muslim familiar as much as we can with the non-Muslim friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that it's it's a very scary thing when one thinks about it. Uh, they're driving a car, uh, and because they have the beard, and if they, you know, get so infuri infuriated with the other guy, and they, mm -hmm. you know, do some kind of obscene gesture or something like that. Yeah. That unfortunately reflects quite badly on this yes. Muslim person, or That's true. The, from the non-Muslims' perspective, even Islam itself, right? That's true. That's why it is really important that we look after what we say and what we do, not only kind of a kind of respecting the law of the country, which we should do, but also kind of da'wah. So you will be safe in terms of not taking fines. Yes, this will happen, and also if we have this intention, Ya Allah. I'm not going to do something that is wrong, trying to protect the reputation of Islam and respecting the rules of the country and showing that the Muslim is a civilized person and he's not like uh, what people could imagine about the Muslims, that they're not respecting the rules of the country. They are like people that are, that are not respecting the, the, the systems where they are living. No, alhamdulillah, Muslims are very civilized and participated in and, and achieved many you know, achievements, and they were the people that made civilizations in many of the European countries when Europe did not know what civilization means. So the Muslim, alhamdulillah, is perfect, and he's a good example in all the matters of life. And I always remember the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi Allah subhanahu wa taala loves the top of the matters. The Muslim is top in everything. He's top in his studies. Stop in, 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 in being a good Muslim representing what Islam is. He's stopping all the matters of, of, of life because Islam is honoring the Muslim. And we have to deal with Islam as a message, as a da'wah, not just something that we practice in, in the mosque, praying five times a day, or in our houses sometimes with our families. You know, it's a lifestyle that can be practiced everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's a very good comment in the sense that uh, we should aspire to reach the top, to be as best as we can. Yeah. But uh, what if we're not at that stage just yet? Naam, which is... Which that's is, many of us. Yeah, that's many of us. And um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us on this earth. And, you know, He, he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us live on this earth to start a civilization, to deliver the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all the people. Of course, we'll have mistakes. We are human beings. But as long as we are working towards the the best, we try to perfect our manners and our characters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help us. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa when he advised one of the Sahaba, and he said to him, Ista'an billah. 
So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you. As a human being, we'll not be depending on, on, on our skills and our talent to make things happen, but we also have to seek the help and the support from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant this help and support to those who are sincere. Sincerity, Sheikh Furqan, is important. We have to be sincere in our approach. What do I need from? What is the aim of my life? What do I need of my life in Australia? Being, alhamdulillah, different from many other Muslims and even non-Muslims are suffering in many countries of the world. This will motivate me to appreciate the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reach. Try your best. And as long as you try, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be there helping and supporting, inshaAllah. So one of the things I sort of uh, realize and acknowledge through what you previously said is that on an individual level, we need to be positive uh, with, mm -hmm. with people around us, such as non-Muslims, work yeah. colleagues, whatever the case may be. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, what can we do from the perspective of a community mm -hmm. uh, when we deal with anti-Islamic sentiments? Yeah. Um, the Prophet ﷺ showed the Muslims and he himself was a clear example of what to do in these cases you know the da'wah of Islam has uh, or faced a lot of challenges it was an easy mission and it it would be even harder to the Prophet ﷺ that faced uh, these challenges with his family members relatives and uncles who were very harsh on him and they were against Islam totally even though the Prophet ﷺ was their nephew and he was a family member. So we expect this to happen. And as I said, Islamophobia is not just starting in the last two or three centuries. It's from the message of Islam. Since the message of Islam started, some people do not like Islam, do not like the Prophet of Islam. But we have to deal with this as he ﷺ showed, the manners of the Muslims. We are not losing our manners. We are not involving ourselves in fights and, and, and arguments that, that is resulting in more hatred, tension, enmity that is not going to provide any, any positive consequence of, of some conversations, uh, conversations and arguments. All what we need to do is to be straight on the path of delivering the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perfecting our character, not involving ourselves in, 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 in fights and tensions, showing the character of Islam through our manners, through our characters of, of, of Muslims, and showing what Islam means because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is guiding the people. But there should be a reason for them to be guided, which is these Muslims that are living in Australia. I advise, I totally advise, that we avoid any tension with people, avoid any discussions that will lead to, you know, more hatred and, and more, unfortunately, some, uh, you know, insulting one another, talking bad about their beliefs and they talk about our beliefs. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, وَلَا تَسُبُّ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَيَسُبُّ اللَّهِ Do not insult to our people are believing or what they are worshipping so that they, don't, they do not insult Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what you worship. So it is important for us that we avoid any negative thing that could happen. The Muslim is always positive. You go straight, you show what Islam is, you give your da'wah, you perfect your manner, you perfect your character, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be there inshallah. Mm. I think that's a good place to sort of uh, wrap up that point of the discussion. Um, now, having been such an active imam, are there any, uh, before we wrap up totally and completely, are there any projects that you're currently working on? 
anything that you'd like uh, people to know about? Allah Sheikh Furqan, alhamdulillah, we, with the help of respected mashayikh like yourself and, and many shaykhs, alhamdulillah, uh, in the Board of Imams, in the mosques, in the centers of da'wah, there's a lot of activities for youth. I would like to advise all the youth to approach all the sheikhs and the imams to have discussions with them. Alhamdulillah, we're opening our masajid, we're opening the Board of Imams, we're opening many organizations to the people, especially our youth, to come and have discussion, discussions with the sheikhs about the current issues that we face without you know, taking you know, a decision by ourselves. Sometimes we need consultation from those who have experience. So I, I wouldn't stop myself from any activity that the community is organizing, whether with Muslims, with non-Muslims, with the Muslims with the aim of you know, spreading awareness and education to our youth and with the non-Muslims to show them what Islam is and this should be the message of everyone, inshallah. Okay, that's a perfect place to wrap up. So I thank my guest, uh, Sheikh Al-Zukum, and uh, I once again thank you, our listeners, for listening in. And you can follow us on Facebook on uh, facebook.com slash kalamcast. And inshallah, we will be with you with another episode very soon. Inshallah. Jazakallah, Khan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.